Hello again, listener. This is the latest edition of Michigan Soccer Central. I'm your host, as always, Robert Kerr. And we've got a very special guest for you this time around. His team will be playing for a championship this Saturday on July 3rd ever after having completed the NISA spring season without taking a loss. So now I'm very happy to welcome the head coach and general manager of Detroit City FC, Mr. Trevor James. Hello, sir. Hi, Robert. How are you doing? I'm very, very well. Excited to have you on. Um, I guess for a start, what has gotten your Detroit City FC team to the championship game this weekend? Well, it's, it's, it's been a long, um, a bit of a long time coming because we, we actually qualified uh, for the final um, last year in the fall season, the fall championship, um, which, we, which we won. Uh, in winning the fall championship, you automatically then in to the national final. So we would then, we would then in doing so, we then had the spring season to play. Uh, and in the spring season, um, we would really effectively play the winners of the spring in the final. So from fall last year, we knew we were in the final. So it's been, you know, we, we, we've been playing a lot of games now and we were in the final. Uh, and then to complicate it, we went and won the spring. So um, <laughs> effectively, we uh, we could have played ourselves in the final, which would have been great. But um, uh, but uh, no, so we won the spring, uh, you know, the spring season, the regular season. Uh, and on uh, tomorrow night, there's a, a semi final match for the for the for the place to play us on Saturday. So uh, Chattanooga FC and um, uh, LA Force will play tomorrow night. And uh, then on Saturday, we will play the winners of that game uh, in the final. So, as I say, we, we've known we've been in, we're going to be in the final for a while, but it's just we didn't know who we would play, obviously, and we still don't until tomorrow night. Uh, is there a team? I know you've uh, defeated both uh, of the potential finalists already in the season. Is there one of the two teams that you'd prefer? Or, um, is there a, a matchup that? goes uh, better towards your guys' team? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, that's probably the that's probably the political answer anyway. But uh, I don't <laughs> think there is a you know there's um, there there are different different uh, styles. There is obviously uh, Chattanooga who play it's similar similar styles for us. They're, you know, they're physically a little bit stronger than we are probably, and a little bit more um, more direct than we are. But they're similar to us. And then you have a, a, a you know a more technical side with from the from the west coast to LA they have a lot more technical players um so um a little bit you know will be a pass possible a lot shorter try to create a little bit more that way um so it's it's a it's a different style which which way we go but as i say we we have a game plan for both of them we've we've played them obviously before um We've done well against them both. I mean, but I will say both both teams in, in, in the games we've played, you know, it could have gone either way at times. I think the, the scoreline flattered us a little bit in both in two of the games, and um, but it could have gone either way. So, so I, you know, I don't have a preference. I don't think we match up against one or other better, but I do, you know, I do expect. Obviously, it's going to be a very difficult game and. And obviously, being being the you know winning the fall and then winning the spring, obviously we have quite a big bit of a target on our back anyway. So I imagine it's going to be extremely tough uh, come Saturday. 
We've complimented uh, you on this show previously about how you've gotten your squad to a, a level of consistency that um, we haven't really seen from the other teams in the league. Um, before we uh, get into kind of like the large scale thing, how, how going back to your point of knowing that uh, you've been in this game since last fall, have you ever had to manage with that sort of a, you've already kind of like have a bit of success in your kind of, have you ever had to like maintain motivation for greatness to mm -hmm. something that's already kind of there for you before? Yeah, not, not uh, to this extent now, Robert, you know, I mean, um, yeah, you know, it's, as I said, I think, you know, I was speaking with the Chattanooga coach uh, and when they, when they, um, when we, we beat them in the final of the, the Legends Cup, um, which meant that the, uh, them being runners-up in the Legends Cup meant they were in the semi-final game. So, uh, so they, and he was saying that they had uh, they he, they struggled a little bit with motivation through the regular season, and and some of their results were a little bit up and down because of that. Um, I get I I know exactly what he meant because we. You know, it it was tough for us to keep, um, you know, for, to to keep to the standards. But what we've tried to do with the club is to build a, a culture, a professional culture, and everybody says that. But uh, what we do is, it's you know, we we set our own standards. We we, we you know we we're very self disciplined. We take responsibility for 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 everything what goes on. So, um, and we know that we play for a club that has a you know a very large fan base a great support support and and we know that everybody whichever game we play wherever we are whether it's home or away or it's uh, through a pandemic or not uh we know that there's a lot of people watching and it means a lot to a lot of people so we've sort of used that as our motivation uh throughout the season of you know it's it's not for us it yes we you know we're the ones and the players are the ones who will you know, we'll get the rewards from it because they're the ones who win and everybody says nice things about the players and the coaches and, and things like that. But we really wanted to do it for the people who couldn't be at the games, you know, we, they could, you know, with having no, no supporters, no fans and, uh, and so on. So it was about doing, let's do it for, for the people who really support the club and have done so and will do for a long, long time. Um, and uh, that we used that as our motivation. I'm not saying Chattanooga didn't do that, but that was how we got through it anyway. Yes, that's. Uh, it seems difficult, but the, there's those individuals that you know are bleeding for the team that they, they don't care that they're already in the final. They just want to see you win every week. Absolutely. <laughs> and so like part of what uh, we've been complimentary about you at the sh uh, on this show is uh, the consistency and um, I guess, can you kind of explain it to the degree that you can how you and your 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 how long have you been uh, this, on staff at Detroit? This, this is the third year. I came in January of uh, of nineteen, so it's like the third season. Even though obviously we went through a pandemic season, but yeah, like the th this is the third season. You so you've been on on a major journey. Mm -hmm. um, so so in general, or how, articulate this how you can. How have you turned? Uh, an elite amateur team in with a, a great supporters atmosphere and a great foundation. How have you turned that into probably the most consistent team at this professional level? Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, I, we, I don't really know how to explain all of it, but um, but what we did do is we 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 do have and a, and, a, and a part of when putting the roster together was to 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 have a, a sort of core of of players who one were familiar with the team, or two were familiar or from the the Detroit area, um, so they knew a little bit about. I mean, we we make it. You know, we do try to make it clear that any players come in, we get them to learn a little bit about Detroit and its history, and you know, and there's a lot of that. So, but uh, we wanted a core of players who knew what what the city was about, um, had been on the club or been with the club before I got here, so that they knew what it meant to, as I said, to the supporters and uh, and also to the ownership. I mean, it's five. Five guys who you know who were playing in an adult rec league and effectively you know put some money to get a little money together to to have a to put the club together and and it was built from there. So um, you know, so I wanted to keep the core of what Detroit was and what the club was built on, and we've used that really as our culture. That that's that's where we are. We we know um, you know nobody's bigger than than anyone else we're all the same whether it's the players whether it's the coaching staff whether it's me whether it's the equipment manager or anybody we're all got the same value uh, within the club and the organization uh, and that's the way we work and we all work extremely hard to whatever our role is to to compete you know and and do our you know um, do our role or have our role to be as consistent as possible uh, and that's really the, the the main goal of it. Yes, we obviously work a, a lot more, uh, you know, during during the week at tactical things and 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 technical things and things that the that the way we want to play and um and we we very much uh, you know have got it disciplined that the players in the team all have a role to play and they're you know and they're responsible for that and they take that. They take the responsibility for for winning their battles, if you like, on the field. Uh, and if we have more players win their battles, then we'll win more games than than not. So that's really, you know, if you want a short version of it, that's that's mm-hmm. really what we've done. And we've added some good players along the way, and and the right sort of individuals who sort of, you know, have, have, who buy in and 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 meet that criteria. You know, with it's not just about seeing what the best players can we get to bring into Detroit it's you know they're going to have a certain character and uh, and a certain uh, a certain um, sort of belief in in everybody and what everybody does so it's more of that sort of culture really Robert thank you for for that answer that that was um, some some great insights mm. and so you have a lot of experience to lean on you were a player and you've been in the game in various roles on multiple continents, what brought you to Detroit? I guess mm. uh, how were you, how were you described the team, and what was it that made you come here in 2019? Uh, well, I was I was aware of the t- I was aware of Detroit City, but only from a little bit of a distance. I'd obviously worked in in Major League Soccer, and I'd worked at, uh, at USL at uh, at Indy Eleven for a while. So being in and I worked at Chicago. So being in in the Midwest. Uh, I was I was aware of, of Detroit, but mainly because I would put the I would put the the YouTube uh, videos on and watch the crowd go crazy. So I was aware of uh, 
I was aware of who Detroit City were, but you know, not knowing too much about how the club was formed and so on and so on. But um, it was uh, one of those times that you have as a football um, manager or football coach uh, that I was out of work. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd been at one club and I think I'd lost my job there. I'd been fired from there. So I was at home, um, you know, taking some time out, as they say. And um, but yeah, but the, the 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 position became available. I had a call and a telephone conversation with with Sean Mann, um, the coach had had and done very well uh, prior. Uh, ben Perman, who was a college assistant coach, uh, had just got an opportunity to go and assist in 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 uh, the professional game. Um, so they were in need of a coach, and obviously it sort of mixed well that. At the time, they were, you know, they were, they were, the plans were to move from a NPSL amateur slash semi-pro team into the professional ranks, and uh, and I think at that point, they, they, you know, as owners, they decided that they wanted to have somebody who had professional experience, somebody, somebody who had probably contacts within the professional game, um, yeah, and so on and so on, and, and had worked to, with. with you know, top coaches and known how what have been at different clubs where the culture and the day-to-day routines, which obviously was all going to be very new to them. Uh, I think it sort of just gelled at the same time. And as I said, I was available, um, had a, a very good uh, phone call with, with Sean Mann. Um, I obviously loved the idea and saw what they were doing and saw what they, you know, after they told me what their plans were. Uh, and obviously, you know, seeing the su- the supporters' base and and what they could do, you know, what the club could do, um, yeah, it, it interests me right from the call. So it sort of went from there. I think I think I came out two days later uh, and had a day in Detroit, met the owners, looked around what they were going to do, um, showed me the club, showed me the the stadium, showed me some other landmarks in the. In, in Detroit and tell me a little bit about the history. Um, and then um, I think I had a day here and then a day, and then I flew back. So that's where it happened. And and uh, we discussed uh, how what I would do and how I would put the club together and how we would run it as a professional club. And if that was, you know, worked within their vision and obviously budgets, of course, you know, obviously we're, you know that uh, that we are a uh, you know an independent club, so that's you know that's something that we have to be very mindful of. And if that was something they want to do, let's talk further. And uh, and it uh, I got a call I think the following morning, um, saying that uh, they sort of offered me the position. So it was all done very quickly. Uh, I think I was I think I was in um, I was in California, and then I went. I went to I went to the UK in January to see my my uh, mother and and things like that. And I got a call from there, so it all happened very quickly. But that's how it really happened. It was a, an exciting opportunity to to build a club from the ground up, as far as the pros were concerned, and to see if we could actually, you know, put this together that it would stand the, the test in time. And and you know, hopefully, we have done so. It will go on with me here, and and then obviously when it's it's my time to step aside, hopefully the the foundations will be put in place to to carry the club on.
Uh, which of your, your stops, you've been a scout, you've been a coach, you've been an assistant, uh, I'm sure other things that uh, I'm not listing, mm -hmm. but which one of your stops along the way has helped you most in this journey here in Detroit? I would I would, I would go right back really to uh, when I went from a player to a coach uh, because at that point, obviously I just retired as, as a player um, but was but, but was working and and, and working under uh, Sir Bobby Robson uh, and I think that was probably the more inf uh, influential time because of uh, a lot of this a lot of the things I took on over the years after as far as the the coaching but not just the coaching um, but the, you know the man management um, style the you know the values of, of of what's important with a club what's important with you know the, with that players know what the values are and it's it's not just about them doing this and the other it's a lot more to it than that so I think that was probably the most influential time because I think a lot of that stuck with me and even going on to work in you know major major teams around the world that stuff was 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 valuable and obviously, current wherever you went whatever league you were in it, the values were still they were still as important at any level so i think that probably is the that that stuck with me most and that probably came in uh, and has come in and still is now uh, is coming in to get more use as we uh, as we you know develop this group so can you tell me what the um the highest point or our first what's been the in the in this process this three almost three years here in detroit what was like the like the darkest most difficult time of the project and then if there was one what was your aha we've got something here moment and i think you know we haven't had too many you know we've not had too many difficult um touch wood we've not had too many difficult or or uh, events or or times through this yeah you know the Anything, anything, any difficult things we've had have, have just, you know, we've just been able to, you know, sort them out and uh, and so on. So we've not had too many, we've not had too many, as you said, you normally have a lot of ups and downs. We've not had too many downs right now. So that, that's been great. Obviously the ups of, you know, of, of obviously winning championships and, and, you know, setting records for not conceding goals and clean sheets and, and so on and so on. Obviously, one of the highlights of uh, of the games we've played is that you know we beat um, the Atlas from Liga MX in a game uh, which they played their you know their, their strongest try. They came from a friendly game or a scrimmage game, and you know not too many MLS teams beat Mexican teams over the over the last uh, few years. Um, so that was a great result beating Atlas at Keyworth in a full house at Keyworth. So. You know that was great. Obviously, the great nights we've had of of, of winning the the Members Cup and the Legends Cup and and the fall tournament and you know and now the the spring season. So there's been a lot of good things at the moment. Getting players who've been moved on to bigger clubs, which is you know a great part of the development side of the club. Yeah, you know we we lose players every year because of the success we have, but that's just part of it, and that's part of of setting up a professional club, um, a big part of developing players uh, and helping them to move on if it's, you know, and progress, uh, progress in their careers. And, and we've done that over the last couple of years. And, 
and uh, hopefully, you know, I say hopefully, but we'll probably do it again this year because, you know, we've had such a good year. I'm sure other teams will look at our players and, and think, well, maybe they should they should try that. So, you know, it's great to help the players um, to move on if, you know, a lot of our guys are younger. So it's great for them to start a professional career at uh, Detroit City FC. And if that's what we do and we keep doing that, then I think we're we're providing for for the people, you know, for the people of Detroit and the players of Detroit and and Surround and Michigan. After all the success, uh, you said you won the fall, you won the preseason tournament, you won the spring season, the finals ahead on Saturday. Where would you see uh, the future of DCFC in say five years? Um, well, you know, obviously we we play in the in in Nisa, the the independent league. Um, that's been our right from right from day one when the owners put the club together. There was always going to be an independent league. So uh, I see as as, as playing, um, I see I see the Nisa League getting stronger, more teams coming in, Chicago and Rochester and a number of others which I don't think have been announced yet. But um, so I think the league will get stronger. I'd like to see, obviously, that that uh, DCFC are still challenging and competing each year to 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 for for the championship and for for tournaments however the the league is structured um you know we've been on a fantastic run i mean it's it's not obviously it's not normal really for any team to to have an ex- extended run as we have we have with winning and not conceding goals and breaking records and things like that so it's you know, it's 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 not the normal. So, um, you know, so maybe, uh, you know, uh, it'd be great to just keep challenging and winning the championship. And but um, obviously, I'm I'm a realist to know that it's pretty unlikely that we're going to do that year after year and win the championship year after year. But that's gonna that's gonna be the goal because that's what we've we've set the culture out to be that in the club. So, whoever's playing at the time, whoever's coaching at the time. That will be that will be the goal. So, I think you know while we're in Nisa, uh, and the, it gets it goes from strength to strength, we'll just be competing and and trying to to win as much um, and give as many wins and as much uh, championships as we can to the club. Ownership decides on on the decisions of the club, and um, as I said, they they've, they've not made a they've not made too many bad ones to this point. So I would trust them to. To make the decisions about if or or when the club would look at other opportunities in other leagues, that, you know, because obviously there's a number of different leagues now starting within the um, within the US, and some probably will stay around longer, some maybe not. But so I think the the the, the landscape of 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 the you know the leagues is going to change a little bit. So. But you know, as I said, I think we're um, in very good hands with our ownership, and and uh, and they, they, you know, they obviously started it, and obviously they're very close to what people. They're all from Detroit, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll do what's right for the club, and uh, and uh, and keep competing where where you know where we can, and I, I think that's I think that's uh, a credit to them, really. Indeed, indeed. Uh, lots of uh, lots of correct decisions, at least from the outside perspective, um, 
Every time uh, there's been a, a, a change or a move, it, it seems to have gone in a positive way. I mean, outside of, uh, you know, COVID-19 breaking yeah, out, course, it's, all, yeah. it's, it's all seemed to go um, quite well uh, for DCFC. Would you say that Detroit is a bigger soccer city than those outside of it realize? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think w- without a doubt. I mean, I think that... Um, you know, we you look at our our fan base, and you you look at you know we play at Keyworth and and basically fill the stadium. We can't get too many more people in in the stadium um, uh, on a on a normal basis. You know, obviously. Um, so you know that's I mean, there's there's a, a teams who play in other leagues, whether it, whether it be MLS or whether it be USL who, you know, would dream of getting attendances that Detroit City get. Um, You know, I mean, I worked at Chicago, at Chicago Fire for a while, and, you know, I mean, they would have dreamt of getting 8,000 people at a game or 7,500 people at a game uh, the time I was there playing in a a 22,000-seat stadium. So, so yeah, the city is a a much bigger soccer city than people realise outside, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, I think it's a matter of, of Detroit City, of, of how how big and, and how open, uh, the, the, you know, ownership and the, and, the, and the club wants to become because, it, you know, the support is there, um, the support in the city is there, support in the surroundings of Detroit is there. You know, we are Detroit's, you know, professional club. Um, and I think... You know, it's it, it is only a matter of obviously if we if we keep doing well and we keep challenging and we keep winning trophies and uh, and we keep doing you know doing the right things and giving back to the people of Detroit. I think it's just it's just a matter of time before the game. You know, you you would just get bigger bigger attendances as, as far as you want, but obviously we you know we play in a stadium that is nearly full anyway. So that's something that the club will look at, I'm sure. But now it's a much bigger city soccer city than people think yeah i mean we're playing a lot of places who feel that they're soccer cities but they're uh they're in no comparison with one the, the size of the, our soccer city but also obviously the support we get i mean every 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 time somebody comes to detroit to players obviously it's their biggest game of the season robert you know they're playing in front of a, the largest crowd they'll play in front of all, all year and uh, so you know which is great um for us uh, sometimes it can work against as we feel because obviously it's it is everybody's biggest game of the season so um so they do seem to get up for it but that's why the you know the, the you know the, i don't know how if you've ever been or or how many games you've been to but you know if you ever get the chance that you know to come to a game at keyworth and see what you know just take in the atmosphere you know it's electric it's electric because it's one there's so much support for us for the club and everything what's going on uh, and two it's the biggest game for the team we're playing so uh so it, it you know maybe it's a cup final for everybody when they play us yeah so the, but it brings out the atmosphere i mean the atmosphere is as i said electric to compare with a lot of teams within the us who have who, who have fan bases yeah it's definitely electric i've uh, been probably 
a dozen games or so. Right. Uh, I di- I didn't make it in the cast tech days. I was in Chicago. Right. And I was a little. Uh, I wasn't too aware of what was going on in uh, Detroit when I lived in Chicago. I was pretty well immersed in soccer there. And then when I moved to the Motor City or back to the Motor City, a lot had changed, including the creation of Detroit City. And the first time I went there, I had uh, that was my aha moment that independent soccer can be successful. Yeah. And with that that point, I wanted to ask you, it doesn't, it's kind of leading a little bit, doesn't necessarily have to be um, about uh, Detroit or anything like that, but you've been stateside for a while. In your time on this side of the Atlantic, what's the biggest change in American soccer since you've been over here? Um, the biggest change is uh, facilities. There's been facilities. I mean, I, when I first came, um, it was it was in the in the eighties. Um, I came over and, um, and 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 spent some time here trying playing in the indoor league and and so on and so on. And and that league would obviously start and play for a couple of years, and then it would fold, and then somebody would try and start an outdoor league, and that would fold. So, but at the time, there was um, we would do a lot of soccer camps and things like that. So uh, throughout the summer. Um, and thinking back then, there was the facilities. There weren't any facilities. You were on, you were on park fields, or you were on the outfield of a baseball diamond, and um, or you were on a, you know, a high school football field which had uh, football um, posts, not soccer posts. Um, so there was very, very little in the way of facilities, soccer facilities. So, but uh, but but now you know you. You can go, you know, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country now, any any state in the country, and you find soccer parks with twenty fields there, and there's twenty eight fields on there, and um, so I think I think facilities that I mean the facilities and the interest in soccer, the club interest as far as you know youth uh, and and so many more uh, youth play the game now than they did when I first come over, but you know that's in the eighties, but. Um, but yeah, so I think that that is it. The facilities have, have have got so much more and so much better. So many more youths play, children play um, uh, the game. Um, I'm sure they a lot played back then, and I didn't even know about it. But it seems to be a lot more. It's obviously a lot more structured now, with with a lot more you know clubs, uh, youth clubs, and uh, and so on and so on. So. I, I would say that the, just the, the overall involvement in in the playing side and the facility side is as the biggest the biggest change. Um, we just need to obviously keep those people playing and keep them um, wanting to support the game and and obviously um, you know be, become become supporters once they've uh, if, if they stay in the game. Or not, then just so that they they grow up with the game and, and be supporters of the game because I think you know so many people playing it now. So that would be my biggest thing. You referenced in the eighties, lots of people trying to start up a league and it and it goes away pretty shortly thereafter. And that's uh, you know right now here in Michigan and across uh, the nation, there are a lot of leagues popping up and a lot of changes in the leagues that already existed. Is there um, is this history repeating itself? Do you think, or is there more to it in this time around? I think there's more to it. Uh, I think there's. I think there's a bit just because I think there's so many people 
so many people want to get involved in it now than there, there were, um, you know, certainly my first time. I know there was times before before I was here, but um, but I th- I think that but I think there is a there is always the danger of it repeating itself, Robert, just for the fact that. So, you know, that so many people want to, for, for what I see is so many people want to be in charge of it. They want to, you know, they, obviously if every, everybody got together and ran it as a, as a one structure, it would be fantastic, like most of, most of the world does. But we, we do have the issue here that we do want to start our own league and run our own league. And, uh, and obviously we have, you know, the MLS starting a, a league and the USL starting more leagues and, and obviously the independent leagues and so on and so on. So there is always a danger that there's going to be so so many options that, you know, uh, you know some league does does fall between the, uh, the wayside, but along the wayside. But um, I think there's a lot more... There's a lot more people involved in it now, and a lot more people financially. There's a lot more people involved in it, which is, there weren't before. Um, but you know, I think I think you you have to be careful um, when you talk about professional soccer. Is you know what is professional soccer? Is it you know? There's a lot more to professional soccer than just being paid to play, and I think that's. That becomes that that comes back to the cultural thing which we talked about earlier, and that's a big difference for us. It's not whether the players get paid or not; it's the fact that they know how to be professionals, um, both on and off the field. So that's a big part of it, and I think that needs you need to be careful. You don't just paint everybody well; they're pros because they're pros because they get paid. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that, and I think that's. That's the sort of thing that can make leagues unstable, uh, as if the standards of, uh, you know, that that all the clubs aren't really based on the same standards and they're not held to the same standards. And I think that yeah, that's, that's where you've got to be careful. I think when you have um, a number of so-called professional leagues start up. Thank you uh, very much for those insights. Uh... You've ended your Nisa spring season with eight wins and two draws, uh, just two points ahead of L.A. and the other potential finalist, Chattanooga, who came in sixth. And you play uh, the winner of Wednesday's game on Saturday, July 3rd. Um, any more thoughts on Saturday's game? No, just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, um, again, it's going to be a, a, a raucous night in at, at Keyworth. Um, you know, it'll be uh, again probably near full house. You know, it'll it'll be one of those nights where the where the fans will will let smoke off and sing from from the first minute to after the last minute, and uh, uh, and obviously the players will you know we will give all we've got to to try to get another trophy and and try to get another result for them to uh, to celebrate into the night. So I think it will be. You know, if, if, I think it'll be a great. As I said, regardless of which team it is, they're both very good teams. Uh, it's going to be a very difficult game, um, uh, but obviously, yeah, we want to make it as difficult for them as we can. Also, so we're looking forward to it. The players obviously are looking forward to it. You know, we came back and played last week and, and beat Chattanooga this week, and we, you know, two one in a much tighter game than the last time we played them. 
And uh, as I said, we're expecting that sort of game, whether it's Chattanooga or, or LA Force this week. So I think it'll be a great, a great, a great night out. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get yourself out there and uh, and come and say hi. That'd be great. Yes, I'm definitely uh, gonna gonna take you up on that. I am planning to be there on Saturday night at Keyworth. Before I let you go, sir, I do have another question that I like to ask uh, passionate soccer people, which mm-hmm. clearly you are one. What is your dream goal? Whether it's something you did yourself or something you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've been I've been fortunate, Robert. You know, obviously, and. Uh, I've been very fortunate within the game to experience some of the, you know, some real highlights. You know, whether it was working for different clubs and and being successful at different clubs, or it was coaching, you know, different, you know, some of the best players in the world. Um, all experiences and all things that I probably dreamt of before, and and thought, well, I'm, you know, as a, as a kid, probably thought, oh, I'd love to do that, but. You know, you know, will I ever do it? Probably not. And then it comes up, it comes, it comes off. So I've had a lot already. Obviously, I'd like to, um, you know, my focus now is on, is on on Detroit, and I'd like to, you know, just keep building this club and and being as successful as I can. And uh, uh, and that's all I got. As I said, I've I've been in the game a long time. I've worked at the the highest levels and. You know, and uh, you know, and it sounds probably a bit corny, but you know, it it is great to it, it does feel great to actually give that you feel that you're giving back to you know young young men, and you're given the your your knowledge and your experience and your information that you can try to pass on to give them give them opportunities, and if and if any of them can go on and have some of the experiences I have as a player or as a coach. You know, I think uh, you know I would achieved, and we would achieve something great. So that's you know, can we give back? Can we can we help the club get stronger and stronger? Can we help the individuals get stronger and stronger, and get opportunities, you know, in their life? So um, we'll certainly make them better people, uh, which will help them as they grow and they get with their own families and so on and so on. Uh, but we just we just would like to help. Um, you know, give back if you like, and 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 obviously give some great opportunities for for um, for younger younger guys. I've had a, I've had a long long career in it, and it's been fantastic. And I don't want to stop anytime soon, but it would be great to be able to give some of the some of the experience I've had to to some of the other guys. Thank you uh, so much, uh, Coach and GM of Detroit City FC, Mr. Trevor James. Thank you so much for being generous with your time. Thanks, Robert. My name is Robert Kerr. I am the host of Michigan Soccer Central. Throughout the week, be sure to keep track of all the things happening across the Michigan soccer landscape. Always something going on here in the Great Lakes State. We'll be back next week to talk NISA Spring Championship as well as a busy weekend across all the leagues. Again, Thank you, Mr. Trevor James, and everybody have a great week. Follow at at Michigan Soccer Central across all uh, social platforms. A pleasure as always, and everybody enjoy your soccer.